This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And welcome to another off-season edition of the Top Hockey Podcast in DFW. Thank you, Stars fans, for making us that. It's Spits and Suds, and joining me, as he usually does this off-season, is Sean Shapiro of EP Ringside of Shap Shots of the book, We Win Here, and of course, he also writes for D Magazine. And just wanted to get another quick plug-in for Sean as the season approaches that his Shap Shots is a subscriber page, and uh, it would be great if you could uh, sign up for the monthly subscription so we could uh, pay Sean's bills, right, Sean? Yeah, yeah, honey, you're good plug. Thank you again, Gavin, for that. <laughs> course, that's always that's always that's always great. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it's uh, today is the first, Gavin. Today's the first time we've recorded in a couple months where. Uh, uh, well, not the first time because I did. There was a couple other things here and there, but I actually got to watch some professional hockey today. Not I in love person, it. but I was uh, right now. If uh, if you've got if you're if you're needing a fix right now for uh, if you're listening to this and it's still Thursday and you're making your plan for Friday and you need something to to sneak onto your screen so your boss can't see that you're watching hockey or something like that. Um, the uh, Champions Hockey League right now has games. They're round three of games started today. Uh, there'll be games tomorrow. Um, they're streamed right on YouTube. It's free. And uh, earlier today, I was watching the uh, the game between a team from Finland, uh, Tampere, which is, uh, sorry, Tampere, which is uh, the hometown of, of Rope Hintz. And, uh, against Adler Mannheim. And the reason that should interest stars fans is uh, the goalie for Adler Mannheim is uh, Arno defense, who was the goalie they took in the fifth round of this past draft. And I don't know if Arno defense will ever come over from Germany. He's a fifth round pick. He's a goalie. It's who knows. He's already 21. He was an older guy when he was drafted, but it's a good chance to watch some hockey and, uh, watch a guy that is technically in the stars prospect pool uh, after this most recent draft. And for those that are listening and wondering what Sean is talking about, as far as the champions hockey league, it's somewhat similar to the sport of soccer in mm-hmm. that it is uh, 26 clubs, six leagues and the international ice hockey federation. And it features top teams across Europe. So you really are getting some quality hockey. Oh, for sure. It's, 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 yeah, it's basically, I mean, it's, this year, I mean, it's currently going on, obviously, without the Russian teams because of what's happening in, in Russia and the Ukraine and everything like that. But, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty much the – it's arguably um, – it's, it's some of the best competition you'll see in, in Europe. You're always getting pretty good teams. Um, 
Mannheim, for example, is the best German team. It's 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 more it's a little bit easier to judge Mannheim when they play teams from Finland like they did or from some other things because they tend to be a little bit top heavy in the German league. So it was good. It's 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 a good way to watch hockey, get to know some stuff. Um this was truthfully the first time I've actually watched defenses game all the way through start to finish. And it was obviously a pretty good first impression, which is um, they lost two to one in a shootout, but he played great. The only reason that uh, they didn't win was the goalie for, for Tampa played incredibly well. And it was also kind of funny, Gavin, um, our old friends, some old friends from uh stars, stars land, uh, Yerky Okapaka, Yerky Okapaka was playing in the game. Really? So it was, uh, yeah, Yerky Okapaka is now playing for uh, uh, for Mannheim in Germany now. So uh, kind of a funny small world type thing watching the game. And uh, uh, Max Gilden, who people who are from the DFW hockey community might remember, Max played for the, uh, I think he spent about four or five years in the AHL Um played for the Dallas stars elite team, like the U 16, U 18s and everything like that. And now went over to Europe this year after playing in Europe. So little, little DFW connection all over the place right there. I was just looking up, speaking of what they, another old stars name is Joel Lundquist still playing. Mm-hmm. I believe he still is. I think he I think is so. too. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, we forget yeah. about these names, but then we don't realize like Joel Lundquist has gone on to a, extremely successful career in the Swedish hockey league. So that's, uh, that's cool. It's so cool. The growth of hockey internationally, it was always kind of there, but now it's truly exploding. I mean, you, you had mentioned Germany, Sean, and I just think that's so cool because, you know, I mean, you'd occasionally you'd get a player and now like hockey's a thing in Germany. Hockey is becoming more and more popular in Austria and, uh, these country, Great Britain, people are playing hockey now. So, you know, while these leagues aren't prevalent like the NHL, um, at the same time, it's it's great to see the growth because that means more prospects and more people and, and more selections internationally. And a good a good kind of comp is uh, for what's what's happening with German hockey, and it's this will this will connect well to DFW actually. Is we kind of saw. The um, DF people in DFW obviously uh, saw what what Dirk did for the Mavs franchise, right? But you look at his impact on basketball in Germany. And uh, two years ago, when Leon Dreisaitl won the Hart Trophy, he was the uh, first German or second German after after Dirk to win the MVP of a North American league. And so you kind of see what Dreisaitl, what Tim Stutzla, what uh, what Moritz Seider. Um, there's a bunch of uh, JJ Paterka, you've got a bunch of these these German guys that are kind of really pushing, helping raise the sport, and it's it's good to see. Um, it's I, I think internet. It's I don't think Germany will ever be in that realm of USA Canada or anything like that. But if you can have add them to that pool of the Czechs, the Slovaks, if they can be competing in that group, all of a sudden you get a pretty good. Um, international tournaments get more fun when you have when the bottom doesn't drop out as far as as it used to in, in international hockey. And it's good to see. Yeah, absolutely. So the hockey writers, speaking of internationally, they wrote a story this week and they talked about trade partners 
with the Washington Capitals. The Washington Capitals find themselves in some cap restraint issues. And Evgeny Kuznetsov's name has come up, and they were saying a good trade partner would be the Dallas Stars. Now, for some background, Kuznetsov has two years remaining, $7.8 million. Last year, 81 games played, 12 goals, 43 assists, 55 points. His career, 680 games played, 551 points. Sean, tell me this, because I know plus-minus isn't as much a factor as it once was, but plus 49 for your career, yet last year, what's, what glares at me is a minus 26. Was that more of a team than a player issue? Yeah, Washington wasn't good last year. I mean, Washington wasn't good. Um, they missed the playoffs. Washington's kind of weird right now, and I wrote something about this right now. And it's, it, it, I'm not saying Washington's not trying to win games, but Washington has become. And we, you and I had talked about this with uh, Crosby and Malkin at some point. It's Washington right now. It feels way more centric on helping Ovechkin get to grow to get to Gretzky's record than it feels on winning the next another Stanley Cup. That's just kind of the vibe you get about the Capitals right now, where it's they want to get Ovechkin to to that Gretzky record on goals and everything like that. I know they say they want to remain competitive, but it just that record seems to be overshadowing everything. That record chase, which is fine. It's like I mean, everyone thinks about how great. I mean, the Cubs and Cardinals were one of the most watched teams in baseball in what that summer of '98 or whatever for in, in the in the in the uh, Roger Maris record chase. Neither of them were actually teams that won the World Series, so it's still good for the sport, but not necessarily good for winning. My my thing when it comes to Kuznetsov is like you mentioned a trade partner and everything like that. Where, like, for lack of a better word, on this, um, how are you going to make him fit? Yeah, next season. How are you going to make him fit next season? He's not an expiring deal. He's got. Um, he's gonna he's gonna make seven point eight against the cap next year, the twenty four twenty five season, and the stars even next year, even if the cap will go up a little bit, I don't really see where you're. I I don't really see the space on that because you're you're in theory, but basically you're doing this by bringing in Kuznetsov. Um, if by bringing in Kuznetsov for next year, and obviously there would be another piece you'd have to you'd have to trade out to get it done and everything like that. And they did point out, um, Sean, that Washington would have to retain fifty percent of his salary, which makes me wonder why would Washington want to do that? Why would they want to do that for a year? Like, what would that? Okay, that, let's let's go down. And it would this, be done at the round. trade deadline, so it okay, wouldn't what be. Was, what was what what was the hypothetical offer? I guess go give me that. That's what the was funny the thing. They just they just put a trading partner. And they just talked oh, about, you know, Dallas's needs. And I I just, I don't know if it's a great fit um, unless you have injuries on your top three lines. But I with prospects coming, I just don't, you know, at some point you have to insert Stankoven, you have to insert Maverick Bork, you have to insert some of these players and... I just don't think it's a good fit. And then you say to yourself, what do you have to give up? Because if I'm Washington, I'm looking at some of those stars prospects, but more importantly, I'm looking at draft capital. It doesn't work. 
Yeah, it, it doesn't. I work. agree. Like, I don't see the. I, I don't see the. I don't see how it works. I mean, I agree. I would be more intrigued if there was a hey, here's the proposed offer, but it's so. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, here's another one that I wanted to compare to the stars. Jake Sanderson, the 21 year old Ottawa defenseman mm-hmm. who had 32 points last year, four goals, 28 assists, and 77 games, signs an eight year. $64.4 million contract this week. Sean, is this a situation where Ottawa is saying we got a good one and we're betting that he gets better? This is, I actually think this is a really smart piece of business because um, this is one of those deals where I think it may feel like an overpay yes. in the 24-25 season. Which, Maybe. which to some, and I know it's different because Heishkinen showed a lot more talent, but there were people at the time that said, "Wow, that's a rich contract early." Yeah, uh, and and there may and maybe twenty five, twenty six, but if Sanders say hypothetically, if Sanderson was bridged, and by bridged for anyone who doesn't know, that means basically kind of a short two three year deal that buys you further into RFA rights and uh, in bridges the player to their next to the big deal um if sanderson had bridged he would have been able to make more money than this in the 26 27 27 28 season forward and so ottawa i think it's a smart piece of business for the long term where ottawa gets when the cap will go up sanderson's value will be going up at the same time and he'll be locked in for eight years I think it's a really smart piece of business by Ottawa. Um, I think Sanderson, I mean, you can't get a guy making $64 million, making $64 million over the next eight years, nothing to sneeze at. Um, I just, I wonder for him, it, it, I'd be fascinated to be a fly on the wall in the conversation for him and his agent of how they came to this, because I've talked to others for who have intentionally players who have intentionally taken shorter deals or extensions and, and things right now recently because they're trying to get to that magical window of the t- off season of 2027 when the cap's going to go up and we're going to have, um, I don't remember the year Gavin, but do you remember when the NBA cap went up and all of a sudden it was like the 10th guy on the bench in the NBA yes. all of a sudden was making like X, like ridiculous amount of money just because some the money had to go somewhere. Yes, that's what that's what that's what was going to kind of happen in the summer of 2027 or um, depending on 2027, or maybe 28, depending on the, the cap, depending on the kind of com, some cap uh, complicated things that get figured out. But so a lot of players were kind of buying their way closer to that. And um, it's one of the reasons like to bring it side the four year deal with Detroit. Looking more at it, he's buying his way to that to that spot. And with. Sanderson, he's going to be set for life. $64 million, if you're smart with it, can be generational wealth, and that's great for his family. Um, But Ottawa also avoided some potential uh, cap hurt because of him three, four years down the line by getting this done now. So good piece of work by Ottawa. Some people will look at his play next year and be like, you're paying that much for this guy and whatever. And this is one of those deals where Ottawa, I think will have the last laugh on this one for particularly the Maple Leafs fans who are trying to dunk on the deal on Twitter. So now we're looking at Shabbat, Chikrin, Sanderson, 
a pretty good uh, defensive lineup for Ottawa, and they have some good forwards. I just and we'll get into this another podcast, but I want yeah. you to ponder like team in this year in the NHL playoffs and team that's going to be out. And Ottawa, to me, I got to do some more digging, Sean. But man, that's a fringe. That they have some really good talent up there. Yeah, I don't think they're in yet. Like, I look at the East. I look at that division. It's brutal. It's brutal, and it's. I think, I think they're at the spot where, if a team from that division is going to jump in, and replace any of the four that were in last year, Buffalo. It's Buffalo, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ottawa to me is. They're going to take. I really like their Tarasenko signing actually because I think, the Tarasenko signing I think they did a nice piece of business of, they're basically going to buy themselves an asset at the deadline. I think they're going to be good enough to be. They'll be at that spot where they'll be able to make a decision at the deadline of are we, good enough to be in it, or are we going to sell sell Tarasenko who's a pending UFA and I think that's like I think this year is kind of the year that starts to set up Ottawa for playoff runs in the future but right now I just don't think in the east and the current setup they're gonna this is this is the year for them right now another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But it is a good reminder, Stars fans. These are the games that are great value for you to go to. You're going to see excellent talent in Ottawa. You're going to see excellent talent in Buffalo. I understand, like, some of these games, like, you know, I'm just trying to think of a team. When Pittsburgh comes to town or when Vegas comes to town, those are, like, high-priced games. But just understand some of these fringe teams have some amazing talent, and you can see some awesome uh, players on the ice. So. That's just a FYI that I like to throw out there because I was saying that about a Carolina a few years back and uh, look at yeah. them now. Okay. I mean, in the, in, the, in the base level, right? The base level of NHL talent was so high. Yes. So like it's, it's, that is, uh, it's, it's really never been higher. And so it's, I do, I do have something funny. I was just need to, that we, I like funny. So I was just randomly thinking you talk about games that are odd and everything like that. So, The NHL preseason starts two weeks from Saturday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, two weeks from Saturday. It's great. Uh, a week from today, we will have uh, actual stars prospect hockey in Traverse City, Michigan. Great. Love it. But two weeks from today, and this does relate to the stars, I promise everyone. Um, two weeks from today, NHL preseason hockey starts, and it, inc- it evolves and it starts with 
around midnight. Um, actually, it's in, it's around midnight on a Friday night. Around midnight on Friday night, the Coyotes and the Kings are playing in Australia, right at a Rod Laver Arena where the Australian Open is, and uh, just already cool and odd in the same spent NHL game in Australia. But if you look at the NHL schedule for that day, the day of September uh, September 23rd, the Arizona Coyotes, Gavin, play three games that day. They play a game in Arizona. They play a game in St. Louis, and they play a game in Wichita. <laughs> all on the same day. Wow. It's, it's happening. And it is, uh, and I have uh, a good friend, Craig Morgan, who covers the Coyotes. I had him give me a bit of the rundown of how the Coyotes are going to handle this. The NHL roster will be in Australia. The AHL team will be in St. Louis. The PTOs, extras, and some of the top prospects will be in the game in Wichita. Wow. And coaching staffs kind of and then obviously all the head coaching all the nhl main nhl coaching staff will be in australia but there'll be uh ahl and echl coaches will be getting calls up for preseason to do that this connects to stars the stars because by the way one day later arizona plays the stars at the cedar park center or heb center in cedar park (laughs) so which one which coyotes team is showing up It's going to be, it's either going to be that first Stars preseason game is going to either, is going to be either against the Coyotes AHL team or the PTO slash prospect team. Um, So just uh, if you are going now, obviously if you're going to that preseason game in Cedar Park, and I think the star, the Stars will, I believe the Stars are going to do right by their training camp fans. And if they don't, we can call them out on this podcast on it. I believe the stars will do right by their Cedar park fans and make sure it's a good mix of actual NHL big names. Like I would imagine they'll get, um, there'll be some prospects, but I think they'll make sure that there's, I would imagine uh, a Jamie Ben will play in that game. I would imagine they'll try to do right by their, by their fans and doing that. But um, just fair warning, the, uh, Coyotes are not bringing the uh, are not bringing the powerhouse. So, and quickly on that, I'm I'm really happy for Cedar Park slash Austin that they get training camp. I love what that Texas organization does. It's it's just it's it's terrific. And you wrote the book We Win Here, and there's a lot of stories about the relationship between Texas and Dallas. So I, I love that, and I love how close it is. I just wonder though, Sean, from a media perspective. Is it hurting the club at all by moving away from Dallas for training camp at a time when it can be argued that the popularity of this Stars team has reached heights that it hasn't reached in a few years? Um, I, I see your point. Um, I do see your point. I also would argue that the Stars have... Um, with how with how open stars practices, anyone can walk up and go and see the stars and everything like that. I think, I I think it's okay to do stuff like this when you do things like that, um, because it keeps. It's not like 
it's not like, oh, well, by doing this here, there's not going to be any chance for me to take my kid to a practice in Frisco or something like that. No, they still practice. And you can go to watch practice any day you want. So I think I, I do see your point. Um, I think from a media perspective, and we've talked about the stars media landscape, I think it does hurt your media coverage a little bit of training camp because um, it's a weekend in Texas. And if it was, if the stars were doing training camp in Frisco, you get the local TV station to pop by because it's not a, it's just, it's just kind of a little part. It's, Hey, I only mm-hmm. 20 minutes of your day, but when you, it's in Austin and Cedar park, you're, you're not getting it. So I, I see your point on that. Um, I don't think it's, it's, it's a really good question actually. And the well, fact I, that, like, I think, I, the, I, think the, like a, I think the argument too <laughs> is, is that since we've lost writers from the athletic and elsewhere <laughs> that I think the people that do cover the team will be there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that's the other thing too. Like yeah. the people who do cover the team will be there. And the, uh, and you have, uh, I, I think it's good to, to extend that stuff. Agreed. Um, I mean, it's, they did the stars, what was it now? It's been now, but been about five, five years or so, I think, since they did, uh, they did the training camp in 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 Boise, Idaho, mm-hmm. and I don't think they'll ever do that again. I don't think yeah. they'll ever go to training camp in Boise, Idaho. They did some Fort but, Worth too. Yeah, um, I don't mind them doing Fort Worth either. That's something that I think works too. Um, I I have heard there's been I've talked to people from the Stars before who. They like the idea of if you're going to do training camp away, they want to do it either like this, where it's in state in Cedar Park, where they already control the facilities. That's an important thing to know that they don't control facilities in Fort Worth. The stars run the Texas stars. Um, And so if they were going to do something in Fort Worth or do something in Boise or do something else like that in the future. I've heard that the stars would would have kicked around the idea of like, Hey, let's do a preseason game in Boise, but it would be like the fourth or fifth preseason game, Mm -hmm. which, which would be like fourth or fifth preseason game where you've already done most of your cuts. So you're only traveling with like 30 guys or something like that. Yeah. As opposed to, as opposed to bringing the whole, whole squad down there. So this, I mean, this will, this, the preseason game in Cedar Park will work this way. There'll be training camp stuff throughout the weekend. It's just a couple days. Um, players who aren't going to play in that preseason game on that Sunday will just practice on set on Sunday, and then there'll be the game that night. So um, it'll be uh, – I'm happy for the people of Cedar Park that it'll be there, and uh, it's 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 good. Um, but the Coyotes are uh, – just don't think you're seeing uh, – Clayton Keller or Logan Cooley or anything like that because they'll be in Australia. Mm-hmm. So it's fascinating. <laughs> you know, one thing we are keeping an eye on for you, the Stars fans and also NHL fans, is the Spectrum ESPN deal. And mm-hmm. yeah. I know right now the focus is college football, but I'm worried from an NHL perspective because to me, the NHL deal with ESPN slash Disney and with TNT, I think really worked well as far as added coverage that the NHL deserved. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of customers right now that don't have ESPN. I'm certainly one of them. And, um, you know, I, I just hope, and I have ESPN plus, but I just hope that they can get this resolved before the beginning of the NHL season, because 
I think it's good for the NHL to be on ESPN, not necessarily for the games, but for the added coverage that ESPN provides. This whole thing, Gavin, too, like this is this goes beyond just um, hockey. It's all sports, right? Obviously, college football is the big yep. one right now. But um, we're at this spot where this, if this doesn't get settled the right way, or the to to the more normal way. This could be the flashpoint that takes ESPN fully mm-hmm. over the full, fully direct to consumer. Correct. Which would be both. Which would be both. Would would be both good and bad, right? right? Like you're like, oh, that's great. I only care about sports, and I. But all of a sudden, it's it starts to cable bundles. Bundles are weird, and I know this. This is going to be. Just stick with me for a second on this. Like I'm with so, you. So, like it's people will be like, oh, well, I'd love to pay like. It's the reason the cable bundle works is you are helping bring down the cost of everything that you're not watching. You might not be the person who watches the Food Network or whatever, but the Food Net. If someone wanted to get the Food Network by themselves, direct to consumer, it would probably cost like twenty five. It would it would it would probably be like a twenty five dollar channel, right? Where it's like. Like that's probably the type of cost that would be. It's like, oh, I only watch the Food Network. That's twenty five dollars. I only want to watch the, I don't know, TNT or whatever. Like, I only want these channels. By having the having the bundle brings the price down. Even though I know cable packages already feel super expensive, but if all of a sudden you're like, okay, we go fully a la carte, and you say I like six channels, and those channels start costing between twenty seven to thirty five dollars a month themselves for just six channels, you're like, oh boy. This is this is a problem. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this is this is this is one of those things where I hope this gets settled because ESPN going to direct to consumer while in the immediacy would solve some problems. People, some sports fans talk about it would create some other problems in the entertainment world. That would be uh, it would be difficult to figure out. Well, the other contractual snafu that I know a lot of people are disappointed by is that a guy like me, I get the NHL package. And one of the reasons I get the NHL package, because I love watching the Canadian games. I like watching Hockey Night in Canada. I also like watching my Dallas Stars, but I can't watch my Dallas Stars on the NHL package because it's blacked out locally. And that presents an issue, so therefore I have to get Bally's. Yes. So that's, you know, that's another thing where if it wasn't blacked out, that would allow me more options. And with what's going on in Dallas-Fort Worth right now, the options are limited as far as if you want to watch Rangers, Mavericks, Stars, you essentially have to get someone that has Bally's, and that's limited. It's not DirecTV anymore. It's not Dish. Um, Spectrum has it, yes. AT&T has it. So there are limited options, though. YouTube does not have it. So, you know, it's just it's it's fascinating, and it does affect a lot of hockey consumers because, to me, I want blanket across the market, 100% opportunity to watch Dallas Stars hockey. But it's weird that it was easier to watch Dallas Stars hockey in Houston when I lived there than uh, up here in Dallas well, it's, at it's, times. It's, 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 it's the same way for a lot of sports. Like, I know it's hockey that we're talking about right now, but, like, it's for me to watch the – I'm a big soccer guy, right? For me to watch every English Premier League game, um, I just have to have a, a cable package that's got – usa and the rest are on peacock that's it it's that simple like obviously it's two things but it's that simple in england to watch the english premier league 
there are so many different loops and 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 jumps that everyone has to make where it's hard for people to watch yeah. games there too. Like it's 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 one of the great fallacies with sports coverage where it's so much easier to be a fit like like for example, I I'm someone who I've got a I've, I've got a five year old I've got a five year old kid right who she's starting to pay attention a little more to sports. We'll watch some stuff and everything like that. It's 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 crazy to me, but it's it would almost as a, as a parent you'd almost like behoove it would almost like behoove you to like help like tell your kid to like hey pick a team you like that is outside our television market <laughs> yes, right because you're because right. like, you're like then your life will be easier to watch your team yeah that's ridiculous that's so there are more options than ever and it seems harder than ever yeah there's it's so counterintuitive yes it's, no you're you're absolutely <laughs> correct. Hey, on next week's podcast, we'll get into Defending Big D had a list of prospects as far as the stars are concerned and list them. And Sean's going to say, you know, how does this compare to his list? So we'll get into that. So we still have a lot to talk about. Also, um, with the announcement of different games, one of the cool games is October 29th, Commonwealth Stadium in Edmonton, the Battle of Alberta, Edmonton versus Calgary outdoors. Are you kidding me? This is must watch TV. The the gloves are definitely coming off. It's going to be awesome. And they're playing where uh, the Edmonton CFL team uh, plays. So it's going to be a rocking atmosphere. And I'm super excited about that. And we can dive into future episodes. The stadium series for the NHL has been so popular and so awesome. And uh, we'll talk about that on a future episode. I did want to hit again, folks. Uh, the times now, if you want to support Sean, um, because uh, Shap Shots, uh, he came out with, uh, just follow him on Twitter, at Sean Shapiro, and you'll see the thread, how you can sign up. Because Sean's going to concentrate on Dallas Stars news, and there's going to be a lot of articles regarding the Dallas Stars. So that's great value if you follow the Dallas Stars, because Sean does an amazing job as far as deep diving into analytics. The other thing is his book's called We Win Here, and we talked about the Texas Stars and the training camp upcoming in, uh, down near Austin, and he has some terrific stories that have to do with current NHL players as well as people that are in the Texas organization. So that's two great plugs for my partner in crime, Sean Shapiro, uh, and my friend, this has been a, a good one, and I'm really enjoying these off-season programs because we're able to dive into like this like the spectrum ESPN thing in the NHL, because you know what we try to do on this podcast is present issues that I think that sports fans, specifically hockey fans, you know, can relate to because if we throw out Mm -hmm. analytics all day and stuff, it might be over people's head. And what we want to do if we throw out analytics is to explain what the analytics are, what, you know, the champions league in hockey is and what these things are, because it's all about education folks. It's all about making you, you know, more of a hockey fan because we're growing this thing together. Yeah. And if you want to get, if you want to get nerdy on analytics, I do that with my fellow, my friend, uh, Prashant Iyer. I have a one where we get yes. overly in the weeds on, on analytics, hockey analytics it's called expected by whom, where it's just a analytics podcast. So if, uh, after finishing your spits and sud listening, you need something else for the, you listen to spits and sud on your ride to work. You need to cue something up for the right. ride home. Uh, pull up expected by home and uh yes we talk uh we get very nerdy on that one yeah so. we need to have him on sometime we need to have him on yeah we should we yeah really we know should. absolutely so, we yeah, do because yeah. that's sean's second favorite podcast to be on yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to do it folks for today uh thank you so much for listening for sean shapiro i'm gavin spittle this is 105.3 the fan 
Thank you, everybody, for listening to Spits and Suds.